If you love the Godfather movies, then you'll love Take the Cannoli, the Godfather podcast. Each week, we take a few minutes to talk about anything and everything Godfather, including business and leadership lessons from the Godfather. Here's your consigliere, Lou Borton. Welcome to Take the Cannoli, the Godfather podcast. Today, we're looking at the second scene of the original Godfather movie, the wedding reception scene. Now, this particular scene has been called a masterclass in cinematography, and it's an amazing few minutes of filmmaking. Here, director Francis Ford Coppola is not only able to introduce all the main characters of the movie in one sweeping scene, but also set up the foundation and the theme of the movie. From a film standpoint, Coppola and cinematographer Gordon Willis showed both the light and dark sides of family by switching back and forth between the muted dark tones of Don Corleone's office in the first scene, juxtaposed with the bright and optimistic look of the outdoor festive wedding scene. Now, the wedding scene was shot at a home on Longfellow Road in Staten Island, and like much of the movie's production, it was fraught with problems. The owner of the home decided at the last minute that he didn't want to rent out his place. And by most accounts, the homeowner was convinced by mob boss and friend of the movie, Joe Colombo, to go along with it. So whether or not the mob helped to acquire the shooting location, the home and the sprawling backyard became the location for the wedding scene. Now, Coppola wanted the Don's home to have a feel of a compound where family members had houses within a little area and was all walled and safe and isolated from the outside world. Coppola later admitted that the idea for the compound was taken directly from the Kennedys who had their own family compound in Hyannisport in Massachusetts. So let's take a look at the scene and note the attention to detail and real authenticity. Hey, son, come on, do me a fair. Watch the kids, don't let them run wild, all right? Well, you watch yourself, all right? Twenty, thirty grand in small bills, cash in that little silk purse. Not on if this was somebody else's wedding. Sweet tonado. Hey, Polly! I got two gabagoo. Come and go. Ah, you're a stupid jerk. Have to go back to work. Oh, mm, it's part of the wedding. No Sicilian can refuse any request on his daughter's wedding day. Don Carleon, I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your home. The executives at Paramount didn't want kids on the set and they didn't want to spend money on the hundreds of extras needed for this scene. And by some accounts, there were more than 750 extras in this scene. But Coppola insisted. And as an Italian, he knew that a real Italian wedding would be a large and boisterous affair and have tons of kids running around. So we get this richly detailed and authentic scene. Aside from introducing the cast of characters in the wedding scene, this section was also vital to the movie's plot because it introduced Michael Corleone as an outsider, far removed from the family business. We first see Michael with his waspy girlfriend, Kay Adams, clearly not Italian. But Michael is college educated, 
in a decorated marine as the movie starts in post-war 1945. So let's watch the scene when Michael tells Kay about Luca Brazzi and the family business. Michael, you never told me you knew Johnny Fontaine. Sure. You want to meet him? Huh? Oh, uh, sure. My father helped him with his career. For my plan. He did? How? I have but one. Let's listen to the song. No, Michael. This heart I breathe. I have but one heart to share with you. I have but one dream that I can cling to. You are the one dream I pray comes true. Please, Michael, tell me. My darling, until I saw you. Well, when Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract from the big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. Now, Johnny is my father's godson. And my father went to see this band leader. And he offered him $10,000 to let Johnny go. But the band leader said no. So the next day, my father went to see him, only this time with Luca Brazzi. And within an hour, he signed a release for a certified check of $1,000. How'd he do that? My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That's a true story. That's my family case. Incidentally, the scene where Lenny Montano plays Luca Brazzi was shot this way because Lenny was really nervous about acting with the legendary Marlon Brando and he couldn't remember his lines. So Coppola just decided to make this whole practicing his lines part uh, part of the movie. Don Colleone, I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. On the day of your daughter's wedding. And I hope that their first child be a masculine child. I pledge my ever-ending loyalty for your daughter's bridal purse. Thank you, Luca. My most valued friend. Don Calion, I'm going to leave you now because I know you are busy. Now, Lenny Montana was not an actor. He was a former wrestler and apparently a real-life mobster. And when he was spotted on location by Coppola, he was given the role. The rest, as they say, is movie history. Now, one last note about the shooting location in Staten Island. This past summer, the Don's home on Staten Island, the real house, was put up on Airbnb for one lucky visitor to live there for a month. 
but try as I might, I could not snag that Airbnb. Here we're also introduced to singer Johnny Fontaine, the character said to be not so loosely based on Frank Sinatra, much to Frank's dismay. Singer Vic Damone was originally slated to play Johnny Fontaine, but either Frank or the mob put the kibosh on that, so the part went to Al Martino. In the wedding scene, we also get our first look at Santino, Sonny Corleone, and a preview of his temper and his temperament. Now, actor James Kahn was Jewish, not Italian, but he'd done so much prep for the role by hanging around with real-life mobsters that he had all the Italian mannerisms down pat. I was lucky enough to meet James Kahn briefly when I worked at E! Entertainment Television in Hollywood, and I was so impressed and starstruck, in fact, our first-born son was supposed to be named Santino, but my wife put the kibosh on that one. Thanks again for watching the Godfather podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to Take the Cannoli, the Godfather podcast with Lou Bortone. Join us again next time if you know what's good for you. The beach.